You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk with psychologist Erin Diorio about the power of the healthy mind with tips and ideas to help you maintain your balance and let go of negativity and get motivated. We also learn about equine-assisted therapy. Join us. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we have Erin Diorio as our guest. Erin Diorio is a licensed psychotherapist with over 25 years of experience in various types of therapy and healing modalities. She works with traditional methods such as cognitive, behavioral, EMDR, which is eye movement, addiction and substance issues, gestalt, psychodynamic, hypnotherapy, and non-conventional methods such as shamanic journey work, energy healing, equine-assisted, and transpersonal therapy. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Ariel. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, I now I've known you for a number of years, so I we've had a lot of conversations about the importance of psychotherapy and how it can make a difference for people. But I want to know how did you come to become a psychotherapist? How did that journey show up for you? Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, when I was about thirteen, I was um, a quote unquote difficult child and got sent off to boarding school for a bit. And um, that turned out to be a place for abnormal psychology, getting my feet wet, because actually there was just a whole bunch of girls there that had a multitude of problems from kleptomania to, you know, stepdad taking girl out for the weekend and doing things with her. When that particular girl tried to commit suicide and I was in on the cleanup and uh, so forth of that. And uh, th- it was just a, a smorgasbord of abnormal behavior. And I was fascinated, you know, by that. Um, the math teacher attempted to rape me, and that's how I got back home to the regular high school. But in the oh my gosh, wow, about a year and a half of quite an education. And I think that just kind of started me off uh, to being observant of human behavior and kind of fascinated with it. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Oh, yeah. Now, um, as prep for writing one of my classes, there I read a normal psychology casebook and it was fascinating. And For you to be, you know, put in that environment at such an early age and exposed to such intense experiences and traumas, it's like, wow, geez, kind of like what the rest of us got to experience with all the different sudden changes and shifts as a society with the most recent pandemic. I mean, it's not the same, but for a lot of people that were thrown into this situation with all these different scenarios showing up, they've never experienced before. So what, how did you keep yourself like sane, normal, balanced when you went through that experience in school? 
Hmm. You know, I, I played a lot of, uh, what was it, lacrosse at the time. And I think exercise is really good for so many things. And since you brought up the current time, you know, the last two years have been the most cataclysmic changing times of our lifetime. And maybe for a century or more, I don't know. But one thing that's happened with people is that they tend to have been isolated and stay in their homes and maybe not getting enough exercise. So I'll touch back on exercise later, but it's really a very good grounding overall health and mentally creates a lot of all kinds of uh, brain chemicals that are natural and make you feel good. So that's uh, something. Absolutely key. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is not only because you're an excellent therapist, but because mental health is such a tremendous issue right now. There have been a lot of people out there looking for a great uh, therapist. And I wanted just to talk about what that entails and what a great therapist is. And what, what are things that can be accomplished through psychotherapy? So let me restate that a little bit. If you were treating someone that was having issues with COVID, right? What are some things that you would do for them? What kind of modalities would you use or what kind of processes would you use when you're working with somebody? Well, when you say issues with COVID, are, are you talking about the actual, no. I don't think you're talking about the virus. I think you're talking no. about everything around it, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> I know. I see. Right. You're asking me to be more specific. That's the first thing. We got to get clear about what our intentions are, right? <laughs> yes, well, the issues around me, it. Yeah, for me to be clear, I, I am not a doctor. I'm a master's uh, degree level therapist, so I do not prescribe drugs, nor do I intervene for viruses and other things. However, I can treat anxiety, depression, all the isolation issues, all the other stuff surrounding COVID, which I think has uh, overwhelmingly maybe been more of a problem than the actual virus itself. So- Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just uh, taught a class about massage and depression and using massage to treat the symptoms of depression, not the mental health aspect of it, but just like the fatigue and the the poor appetite and stuff and digestive issues, right? And so I did some research and the CDC just in the first few months of the pandemic was saying that depression and anxiety increased 5% just in the first few months and it was up to over 40%. I'm sure it was way higher than that for a lot of people. So a lot of people were out there, they're seeking to work with a psychotherapist to get some support dealing with all the different issues that have come up for them. So what are some techniques or methods that you use that make you unique? Well, just to go back and give some kudos to you, Miss Ariel, I studied hypnotherapy with you and uh, actually a couple of times and I have not only your methods, but I've ad-libbed and, you know, these days I go, I start off with one of your calming techniques and then all this other stuff tends to come in and I take people on journeys and help them to relax in different ways, to see their stress from a different perspective, um, learn how to breathe better, um, you know, just, I mean, sometimes I do a breathing technique where I just talk about all the cells being happy and Mm -hmm. breathing in happiness. And, and, you know, you can actually see their whole demeanor change, even when they're under hypnotherapy about that. Oh, it's true. And that's, that actually comes from a Buddhist technique. And then I put that in my hypnotherapy and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. And it's basically 
the affirmation or the understanding that every little cell is also very well, but they there it's a Buddhist technique where you're visualizing all of your cells being happy. Right. And it's one of those things, which you said it, it affects brain chemistry, it affects body mm-hmm. chemistry and it can alter mood. And like you said, you can see that when they're in hypnotherapy. So you bring in shamanic work because you have a lot mm-hmm. of training in that you bring okay. in hypnotherapy, but you also have classical training, right? As right. A lot of people have been traumatized in one way or another. So I do yes. uh, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And that helps the brain to go back much like a filing cabinet. If you clean out a filing cabinet at the end of the year, you can think of it sort of like that, where you go back to a critical point. And um, that point is often stuck in not only a person's mind, but in their body and in their cells. And so when we go back and we relook at that point, um, then I do a series of live movements in front of them, in front of their eyes. And it allows the brain to go back to all sorts of memories right around that and other places, which kind of unstucks that point. And what I can say is it goes from like a dramatic, colorful picture of you know intensity to more like a black and white picture that is still there, but it doesn't have that intensity anymore. Yes. And um, I've had that done. It really works. It's extremely powerful. It's a great way to uncouple associations people have. So uh, people's brains work associationally and they associate events with certain sensations and other things too. I'm oversimplifying, but the point is you're deassociating things and that helps people let go and helps them move on and helps them process and then move forward, which is extremely effective. And it's non-invasive. That's a great technique. And then I just try to teach people some practical things too. Um, Well, for one thing, I ask them to bring all of themselves there. You know, some people want to compartmentalize and part of them is bad and part of them is good. And I just invite them to bring their whole self in. All of you is wonderful. You know, all of you is good. And I also find that people just need some help sometimes in their daily life with a lot of people have gotten very disorganized during COVID, even though they were home, they get messy and sloppy or they watch too much TV or so I've got a couple little short techniques that I thought I'd share with the audience and Mel Robbins, I stole one of these from Mel Robbins, she's a great motivational speaker, but If you're sitting on the couch and you don't want to move, um, we're all familiar with a rocket going off. So five, four, three, two, one. And then when you get to go, it's like blast off. So you have to move your body when you get to go. That's number one. And then for all the horrible jobs that you never want to do, like from the dishes to cleaning, you know, your closet or whatever it is you don't like to do set a timer. Now this is key. It's not looking at the clock. It's setting a timer for 15 minutes. The reason 15 minutes, you can do anything for 15 minutes. You can work out, you can do something awful, you can do anything. The timer uh, makes you sort of work against the clock. And the 15 minutes is the most remarkable span of time because you can actually get almost anything done in 15 minutes. It surprises me. I use it all the time. You can get your dishes done. You can clean out most of the refrigerator in 15 minutes. I mean, whatever it is. At least you'll be nearly halfway through it most in most cases. One of the things I love about psychotherapy is psychotherapists give people tools right. to deal with their lives. Right. And it helps them get unstuck and it helps them move forward and it helps them 
process. That thing about accepting your whole self, and you mentioned that briefly, as we know, this is a huge issue. This is like the foundation of everything else. This is the biggest thing because a lot of us, our issues are about things that have happened to us or things that we've experienced or things that we've done. And these are aspects of ourselves that we have issues with. We don't love, like, or trust. And we need to transform that relationship and accept all of ourselves so that we can have a better life. If you foundationally love, like, and accept yourself, you're going to have a much happier life than if you don't. So I love that you teach them how to do that, those tools. So so the mantra for anybody out there is just all of me is welcome. Oh, that's a good one. All, all of me is welcome. welcome. All of me is welcome. That's beautiful. I love it. I'm going to put that in the show notes too to remind people. I have one too that I use is I love me, all parts of me, totally and completely. I'm healed, whole and complete. I That's love me, beautiful. all parts of me, totally and completely. I'm healed, whole and complete. And I use that one for years. Um, that's a, that's a healthy and inspiring one. I think at least, and people can try it and see if they feel the same way. I like yours is simpler though. It's easier to remember. (laughs) All of these welcome. That's great. That's awesome. So what are some of the major issues that you're seeing people dealing with at this time? Well, um, I see a lot of younger people that are very non-motivated. Um, parents bring them in, uh, fix my kid. Well, it's usually the parent's problem, first of all, not the kid. However, um, you know, what we are having trouble with a lot is just getting people to be motivated to move forward in their life, you know, find something that they really want to do. I think uh, our screen addiction is really kind of a problem in that area because uh, it tends to keep people a little bit glued to the screen instead of getting out into the world. But I try to help people find something they really love to do, because if you find something you really love to do, it's not a job, it's a pleasure. So I ask them a series of questions about, well, what is it that you like? You know, and they think, oh, well, what I like couldn't possibly be a career. Well, yes, it could. And go take a couple classes at the local city college, you know, I completely got into gardening because I took a a horticulture class at the local college and it's really changed my life. I've got a lot of fresh food always available and, you know, things like that and gets you close to the earth. But back to the person, you know, just helping them find what they love to do and then setting about on what's the footwork towards making that into something that you can make a living at. Right. An action step plan. And then now they know what their actions are to take right. and then they can do the actions. I find a lot of people are not motivated. It's they haven't figured out what their action steps are either. Right. So they think they can't do it because they haven't figured out what the action steps are. Correct. And I try to also motivate people to have a meeting with themselves, maybe once a week or once a month, like a business meeting, you know, like you would have at any business, but to sit down with pen and paper or however you like to do that and think about the things that need to be done in your life to move you forward. And just like you said, the action steps, because where anxiety comes in is thinking about what you're not doing, thinking about all your problems, thinking about yourself and wow, 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 wow. And then that's tons of anxiety. And then you think about all the things you didn't do in the past and what you regret and that's depression. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you sum those up. You sum those up nicely. Wait, let's just restate that. Thinking about the things you what is it? The thinking about the things you should do is anxiety. Yeah, future step basically is is kind of a, a simplified version. But my future problems are my anxiety and my past problems and regrets right. are my depression. depression. And you know, if I would just stay in the present moment maybe help somebody else because then I'm not thinking about me, then, you know, uh, things are much better. Uh, totally. And for everyone else around that person. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. like, anxious and depressed people are, can be hard to deal with sometimes. So yeah. if they are managing their own symptoms, right. They're easier to deal with. They're easier to work with. They're easier to be around. You can do a lot of great things in your life. If you are managing your own stressors and your own challenges, right. Right. Yeah. I Can love we, that. So let's talk about addiction for a minute. Um, right. There are so many different issues around addiction, especially since the COVID problems and have all arisen because of anxiety and isolation and all the different things. And so I just want to touch on a couple of the tenets of the 12-step program, which is that when one gets out and helps somebody else, um, that, that you're not thinking about yourself, your problems, uh, poor me, poor me, pour me another drink is one of the things that they say in 12-step program. And so when you're not thinking about you and you're actually helping someone or even volunteering or going to help your grandma or you're not thinking about you and therefore you're not having a problem right then. It's a really yeah. important thing to keep in mind. If you help somebody else and make them happy, you get happy too. So when you get out and help somebody else with their problems or issues or try to do something good for someone in your own family, even you're not thinking about your problems. You're thinking about how you could help make them happy. And, you know, it really helps you as well. And if you're in a marriage, this is a great thing to remember. How can I make that? How can I make my spouse happy today? Now you're thinking about them. You're not thinking about what they don't do for me because I'll tell you what, most of the couples I see, it's so selfish. Oh my goodness. And I'm asking them, what have you done for them lately? How could you make them happy? And then if they were happy, they probably want to make you happy. It doesn't even occur to most people that are having a, you know, relationship problem. Right. And so when you're, when you're giving them the focus of focus on them instead of yourself, it helps them mature too. Absolutely. And yes. I think one of the saddest parts of seeing couples that are like that is they're almost ignoring the children in their tit for tat with each other. Yes. And how a lot of problems happen with children. They're not the number one focus as they should be. The uh, adults are arguing with one another. And so, and the thing is, at least in my experience, and I'm, you may apply it differently, but when I see that people are being selfish, I see that the inner child needs healing. And that that it's the inner child has a cry for love, energy, attention, gifts, because it there's some kind of hurt that's not addressed. And that's Absolutely. why people act like that. Very good point. Yeah. So I think it's great. I love that. I love that tip. That's a wonderful, very practical tip is when you're upset about something that's going on in your life, focus on someone else. Now during COVID, I actually did a whole lot of that. I spent a lot of time because I was like, I'm tired of, you know, how I feel about all this. 
let's make some phone calls and see how people are doing, or let's message people, or let's exactly. put out an inspiring message on Facebook, or let's do something for other people. Right. And, or I taught a workout class three times a week for a year and a half online yeah. because it was trying to help people. And it's like, it's, it's, it is better. I agree with that advice. hundred percent. It's really good advice. Okay. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some other ideas that you have to support people. And we're going to take a break real quick. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group, that's Hubbard Education Group, or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. Okay, so Aaron, do you have any other tips or techniques to offer to our audience? Because you've given some good ones. You mentioned exercise at the beginning of the show. Okay. Um, well, I'll just tell you what I do for myself. Um, you know, after a day's work with listening to everybody else's problems and all the stuff that we all go through and every kind of job that we have, it's great to let go somehow, some yeah. way. And um, I'll give you one little tip for those of you that maybe work in the office or work with somebody that is very difficult. And gosh, I've worked in those places, but um I go in the bathroom and I kind of brush myself off from my head to my toes and throw it in the toilet, put the toilet seat down and flush it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and what that does is, you know, it not only energetically takes it off, but it also tells your mind, I'm flushing this problem. I'm letting go of this situation, this difficult boss, whatever the thing is. And then, you know, you're private in the bathroom and then you can, it only takes 30 seconds and then you can come out and True. go on with your day. But, uh, you know, th there's so many things like that. When but, I went, when I went to the corporate world, I used to go in the yeah. bathroom and do all kinds of exercises <laughs> like to clear myself yeah. from my frustrations and feelings or the energies of that difficult, challenging experience. So it's, you guys, it totally works to do it follow her advice and you'll, you'll notice the difference. <laughs> I love it. But then to get back to exercise, I, I live in a rural place. So I go for hikes. I take my horses out. Um, I do something in nature. Now, maybe you don't live out in a rural area, but maybe you have a park nearby or someplace where you can, you know, even if you could get barefoot on the grass, it's, if you've never heard of earthing, there's a, there's a, um, energetic pull with the earth that we don't get as much because we're not barefoot and we're not making contact with the earth. But if you do that, even either have your hands in the dirt or go for a walk or any of those kinds of things, you're going to feel so much better just being out in nature and getting some exercise, which will help you feel better right away. Absolutely. Or you can hug a tree too and visualize the tree's roots going down on the earth. Absolutely. Um, and it really does make a difference, especially if you do it for at least a minute. Yes. You can hug a tree. <laughs> so just, you know, loving our planet, loving uh, our earth and um, 
Exercise, let me touch on that a little bit more. You know, so many people go to a drug for anxiety or depression. And, you know, there's many times it's warranted, but I try to first steer them away from that and get them to do some kind of aerobic exercise every day. Because if you do that for about 20 minutes or more, you actually create, uh, you know, feel good drugs, dopamine and endorphin. And um, you can feel absolutely fantastic after, you know, a half an hour of a good workout or an hour. So I encourage people to try that first before they get into the drug wheel, because it's really hard to get off of it. It's very hard to get off of some of those psychotropic drugs. Mm -hmm. Yep. So exercise is a good one, everybody. I love it too. It's a, it's a great tool and you, the most underused <laughs> I find. Right. Many people don't want to either. They don't know how, or they have too many excuses, you know, and right. there's no excuse. We've got a million videos that are free. We've got, you know, uh, you can go get a set of weights at the uh, swap meet somewhere, you know, or a garage sale, or you can just take a walk, which is free and probably one of the best exercises we have. Yep. And there are tons of videos on YouTube. There's tons of stuff out on social media for exercise. And you can also use water bottles. You can take water bottles. Oh, and yeah. use them. When I worked at a treatment right. center, we, they weren't supposed to work out. So I'd tell the guys to fill up a water bottle or to fill up the gallon milk jugs. And I'd look the other way and go, wink, wink, nod, nod. Now go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. I love it. That's great. Because you need it. Absolutely. So this is a question that I wanted to ask you, who are some of the people that you really enjoy working with? Like, who do you like to empower? Like who makes you feel good to work with? Well, that's a great question. I've worked for county programs where people don't want to change and all, the, all they want to come in for is their, you know, little checkup and get their, whatever they, you know, in that case, it's sometimes drugs. But um, I love to work with people that actually want to change and they want to do the work and they, you know, are committed to the process. And um, there's just all types that show up. So I tried to learn a lot of different techniques and ways so that I can be a good fit for somebody. And uh, so when I do an, an assessment, you know, I try to find out how they are spiritually, what path they're on, if they are. Um, how they want to grow and change and then fit some of the modalities that I do to them. And I'm careful not to do anything, of course, that would offend them or make them uncomfortable. So thank you for coming and joining us today. One of the things that I want to remind everybody is that a lot of these things that we could be doing for self-care, they're easy. They don't take a lot of time. And, you know, your tip about exercise and using the rocket you know, counting off from uh, five down to one and blasting off and then getting off your couch and going out and exercising or spending 15 minutes to do something that even if you don't like it, doing it, right? Or just changing the way you think about yourself and other people and doing something to support and help someone else. I love that. These things don't take a lot of time, but they're good self-care tips too. So I really appreciate that. Now, where are you licensed? I'm licensed uh, in California. Um, yeah, I've got it. And a, do you do in person only, or do you also do online? I can do Zoom. Um, I can do Zoom. I prefer to be in person because I like to be with the person's energy to work closely with them. That's my preferred method, but right. I can do Zoom. Yes. That's awesome. So if somebody were looking for a good mental 
health practitioner and they wanted to reach out to you, how would they get in touch with you? And they're in California, I should say. How would they get in touch with you? Uh, you can call me directly and I will do a phone consultation to see if we're a good okay. fit uh, okay. for free for 15 minutes. Okay. 760-885-0231 is my number. And also I'm on psychology today. If you look under therapist finder, you can put my name, Aaron Diorio. The last name is D apostrophe O-R-I-O, first name E-R-I-N. And you'll find me there in Lucerne Valley, California. Fantastic. So I will also let you guys know that um, Aaron is extremely tolerant, supportive, creative, helpful, accepting. So that if you need to feel like you're working with someone who is there for you, supports you, and doesn't judge you, you're going to receive that feeling of being accepted for who you are if you work with her. And for those of you who are not in California and you're looking for a psychotherapist, Erin, do you have suggestions? Because they could go on a psychology today, right? And look. Call me. I would be happy to help them, you know find something or give them some ideas. So, I mean, they can call me anyway. I'm not. Oh, super. Okay, great. Oh, great. Okay. I, I just like to help people. So if they need a little assistance in finding another direction, you know, and I'm also working on branching out to doing, I do a couple of different kinds of energy work and I'm trying to find out if I can do that out of state, you know, on zoom. So I'll That'd be cool. That'd be also be cool. And real quick, could you tell us about equine assisted psychotherapy? Because it's something that not a lot of people know about and you have training in that. And I just thought I would take the opportunity to give people that information so that they understand about that as well. So it's, it's kind of like role play with horses and uh, I'm set up here to do that. Um, I have three horses that you can go out into the arena with um, loose you know the person is free and the horses are free so what happens is i'll send them out and whatever the person's issue or problem is i'll have them go introduce themselves to the horses and they will often remind them of something it might be their mom dad sister it might be past present future it might be anything at all and once they come back and sort of identify that then it's just absolutely astounding how the horses tend to fall into the roles that the person needs to project onto them. And I've seen just the most amazing therapy in one session happen where you can't possibly do it in an office setting the way that you can with them. And they have a knack for tapping into your emotional system because their limbic uh, emotions are similar to humans. And also bear in mind that when you're working with a dog, they're, they're a predator, just like we're a predator, but a horse is prey. So a prey, a prey animal has to size you up immediately for their own protection. So they already know all about you the moment you walk into the arena. And that's why they uh, project back to you what's going on with you. So um, okay. it's a very experiential therapy and I'm not offering it right now. I had some trouble with it over COVID and insurance and a few problems, but I hope to uh, offer it in the near future. Again. But people could still call you to oh, ask about totally it. Not. And, Absolutely. you know, if you get those issues all worked out, which is when you will get them worked out, you can, they could be on your waiting list or something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a wonderful, amazing therapy. It sounds really cool. I mean, and I've 
I heard about it before, which is why I wanted to tell people about it on the show so they, they at least know it exists. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you very much for your wisdom, your kindness, and taking the time out to educate us. Is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners before we go? I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, stay stay the path. Don't get too discouraged over all the many, many changes that are going on in the world. I think we're sifting and sorting to a better place. I really do. Yeah. And it's just a lot of upheaval and a lot of change, but you know, you are the one that might make the very difference, the one puzzle piece that can change your part of the world. So don't give up. Don't give up. Keep working towards what your very best uh, gift to the world is, and you will find it. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Erin. We really appreciate you. Thanks for speaking with us today. And we appreciate your story and learning about you and the work you do as well. All right, everybody. So thank you to our listeners as we close out today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Have a great day. Bye, Aaron. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Ariel. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.